Welcome to the PBJ Connection Podcast. This will not be televised. Knowing there are thousands of other podcasts to choose from, we're glad you're here listening to us. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover or you have a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at pbjconnection at gmail.com. Welcome listeners, this is PBJ Connection. We are back in the saddle again. Uh, We've been away for a couple of weeks, but today we're going to talk about where's the money. So Pam, let's go ahead and get started with this discussion. It's pretty enlightening, I think. Yes, absolutely. So with a pandemic relief fund that was released by the government, you know, a lot of money, actually $5.2 trillion dollars, went out of the, the U.S. government coffer in order to handle, uh, you know, to try to provide some relief for people during the pandemic, not only people, but actually individuals as well as companies and small businesses, small yeah. businesses and so forth, large companies too, because they weren't out of it, you know, uh, the farming industry. Right. Uh, Farmers, yeah. Yeah, the farmers were impacted. But here it is. Surprisingly enough, you talk about the farmers. The farmers got the lowest amount, one of the lowest amount. The farm industry only got $32.2 billion. And that was just for the industry itself. So when you think about it, and you think about the price of groceries today, you know, we're at a 40% increase in the price of groceries pre-COVID, okay? So when you consider that they were the, the lowest on the total pole, other than the one below them, which got 1.6 billion, which was global aid, mm. and then it was the farming industry, and then it went up to, you know, then the private sector programs, and then of course, public services ended up getting not a lot of money. They ended up getting like $91.1 billion. When you think about billions, you probably say, oh, that's a lot of money. But when you're talking about spread across the entire United States, it's pretty ridiculous. So what happened was um, the Washington Post did a year-long investigation last year on following the money. So they did a really comprehensive job on, on trying to figure out. And there's a lot of things that they found out that even the government has no way of knowing <laughs> the numbers. I'm sorry, I have to laugh, but I knew that's what you were leading up to. Because, you know, one of the things that I don't think any of us here, Pam, is, and I was waiting for it, right? I was I was waiting for something to be said about, Okay, how are they going to track how these funds are being allocated? How are they going to track, you know, uh, funds so that there's no fraud and waste and abuse? And I never heard a thing. Did you? No. And guess what? <laughs> fraud, waste, and abuse happen across the, not only here in the United States, but also in other countries. But not based on their uh, distribution of funds, but them coming here to the United States and getting the funds from U.S. from the U.S. and then using those funds to take back to their countries, which they ended up using for special projects. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. 
it is crazy, crazy. This is the first and the largest U.S. Um, uh, U.S. recovery plan that that the United States has ever done in in the history of the U.S. Right? Because when you think about it, there was it was two years, six laws, and more than five trillion dollars intended to break down a gap because of the COVID pandemic, but that didn't happen. It didn't happen because one thing they, they neglected to do was they neglected to do any type of oversight. <laughs> Again, I'm what? shocked, shocked I tell you. Oversight, what is that? No oversight, and here it is. Even when people submitted applications to get money, even though it looked suspicious and it looked like a scam, they still gave out the money. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, this is the honor system, right? I mean, it's it's not like the, the country is already in a deficit. The country's been in a deficit for how long now? For since, I think, Bill Clinton's administration. I was say decades, yeah. pretty much so, decades. So why, you know, why in the world would... And, you know, this is a rhetorical question. Why in the world would we even think twice about oversight? Why would we, for goodness sakes? Everyone's honest, right? Everyone's honest, right? Oh. And, and we're going through a pandemic. We're going through a so pandemic. So people should be more compassionate because of what the whole world is going through. Yeah, right. This is the, it was prime real estate if you want to put yes. it for every scammer every shyster every charlatan it was it was like a cornucopia of all, <laughs> these, of all these evil beings coming out at once and not only here in the united states because yep. there was fraud here by by u.s citizens yep but there was also fraud by other countries yeah. to get money from the United States, right? And so I'm like, this is crazy. But, you know, it's funny because I'm going to say this. It's not funny, but it's ironic. Uh, I was on a call with a group of people, and one of the women on this group said we were talking about COVID and, and U.S. politics, well, you know, they were comparing, because they were international too, they were, were wondering why we don't have, the, we only, our selection of presidential candidates are so, it's so poor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're at, really hey, at the point we of, wonder of that a third too. world country. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did, you, like, did you tell yeah. them that we wonder the same thing? Right. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, we're we're almost like a third world country. You have two choices, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I said, but, you know, and they were saying, but, you know, just like y'all had all that money that went out for COVID, and one woman from the U.S. chimed in and said, yeah, my, my ex-husband got over a million dollars yeah. for his business. He has yeah. a restaurant. Yeah. And he got over a million dollars. And she said, where did that money go? He had his new house renovated. He had, he paid for our daughter's uh, wedding as well as her 
honeymoon, which I think she's going to Sweden and Italy. Said, well, so who, does, money... who doesn't go to Sweden and Italy for their honeymoon, <laughs> Pam? I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, what's so unreasonable about that? And so she said, she just said, yeah, who knows where, and, and she made a comment. She said, who knows where half of that money? She said, I know he got over a million, right? Which he did not need. And she said, I know he did not need it. Right? Yeah. Well, it goes back to that statement you made earlier. It's like, even when people were filling out the applications, even if it looked kind of shady, if no one asked for any re any uh, reason or justification for doling out that kind of money, then why why wouldn't you know people take advantage of that gravy train, right? But you know we're talking about people who don't have a whole heck of a lot of values That's, and morals, right? Um, but exactly. there's but there's a lot of them, folks. I mean, yeah. it's not like there's, there's, there's uh, you know just a handful. There's a lot of them out there. A lot. There's a lot. And the thing is, it, it could be, you know, their reasoning. This one guy, let me tell you about this one guy from Nigeria. He was a diplomat from Nigeria. And he had been visiting the United States for, for some time. And he had, uh, he actually shut down Washington State's entire unemployment process. Mm. Because he had gained access to over 20,000 uh, American citizens identity. Oh, cyber attack. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so he he actually he not only applied using their he was getting their tax returns as well. Oh, so no. he was not only getting the COVID relief fund, but right. he was actually getting the tax relief, you know, the the tax returns for for this entire state. So it ended up shutting the, the Washington State ended up shutting their, their entire unemployment process in order to locate this guy. Well, you, you and I have talked about on previous podcasts how, um, I'm just going to say it, piss poor IT security is with not only our infrastructure, but even, you know, state-based systems where you know, a hacker can get in there and, and do all kinds of things. It's like, how many times do these systems have to be attacked before someone has a, a aha light bulb moment and says, geez, you know, um, we better fix that, right? Because who wants, it, it's all um, reactive instead of being proactive. It's like, well, yes. let's wait until, you know, a, cat, a catastrophe happens and then let's fix it. And let's just hope for the best in the meantime. That's just it. They, I don't know if they were hoping for the... I, I, here, I really don't know what they were thinking. Because you and I, if we put money out on the table, you know, out the door, and we were ensuring that this money would be used for a particular purpose, you and I would be so diligent in making sure that it went to the, the purpose of which it set. Just like there was part of this Washington Post research was that Florida actually took some money, right? That was, it was called, it was like uh, vaccine bonuses where businesses and organization were actually getting this money. Florida actually did a special project uh, to build a golf course. Say it isn't so. <laughs> Say it isn't so, Pam. I can't That's believe so that. Wrong. That's gotta That's be wrong. incorrect. 
for a golf course. I was really so but the thing is they release some money to these companies and businesses and states without giving them any guidelines or rules of how yes. they could use the money yes so the, instead of it going towards particularly to, to fill in their budget gaps they used it for what they call special projects right and this golf course was one of them um and, and Texas, what they did with their money is they paid for a crackdown on the border. Well, of course they did. I'm surprised they didn't start building another wall, right? And, you know, I, don't get me know, started federal, on Texas and Florida. Right. And, you know, the federal COVID uh, enabled Florida to pay for the, the migrant uh, the flights. Oh, the um, where uh, the governor transported all those folks up to um, yes. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yes, and absolutely. dropped them off and said, see ya, you know, good luck and Godspeed. Right, yeah. so that's where that money went. We oh, couldn't uh, figure out, we couldn't figure out where, because we talked about this, we couldn't figure out where the money was coming from. We were thinking it was coming from the individual taxpayers. In a way, it is, yeah. because of the fact that eventually that money has got to come back at some point back into the state. You know, well, and so yeah, you would think. How, how the only way you can do that is one raise taxes, right? And and to get that money back, and so you know, it's just it was trying to follow this money thing has been virtually impossible. Even the federal government can't do it. The tech firms facilitated COVID fraud by collecting billions, billions in fees. So. So let me let me tell you something. Um, in 2021, right, two years ago, it'll be two years ago in July. The GAO, the Government Accounting Accountability Office, GAO. Um, for listeners who don't know what GAO does, they do a lot of um, a lot of research and a lot of reporting on how things are. They do auditing. They do. Um, reporting on things that they think might be uh, abusive or, you know, what's going on with money. They estimated, this is two years ago, that more than one trillion in pandemic relief aid approved over the last year, that was in 2021, remains unspent, including 156 billion, that's with a B, by the Department of Health and Human Services and another 210 billion that was allocated for state and local governments. So. Getting back to what you were just talking about for Florida and Texas. So unspent in 2021, right? So wouldn't you think if GAO uncovered this in 2021, wouldn't someone say, well, you know, that hasn't been spent. Um, and you guys don't have any plans on spending it. We're taking it back. Um, there, cause there's no use of you having it, you know, just sitting around collecting dust or you using it for golf courses or, or building a wall control. or transporting people to Martha's Vineyard. Right, um, exactly. We're going to go ahead and that, evidently, that caveat was not built into the distribution of funds. And how crazy is that? I mean, how ridiculous is is our federal government to, to not, you know, be good stewards of that kind of money? Because, again, you talked about billions it's like, you know, millions and billions is, is something. It's not nothing. 
and we're already in a deficit, wouldn't a little something coming back make sense? Wouldn't that be, uh, you know, something to show the, the United States citizens that the federal government is paying attention? But instead, just like you said, <laughs> you know, it's being abused. It's, you know, the fraud, waste, and abuse is rampant. Um, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I want to go back before you start again, Pam. I want to let our listeners know that, you know, we're... Right now, um, the United States are talking about, oh, you know, we've got to pay our bills. And, you know, by June 5th, if we don't pay our bills, you know, things are going to happen and it's going to be bad, bad days at BlackRock and we're not going to pay our bills and Social Security payments aren't going out and blah, 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 blah. Well, for folks who are listening, supposedly, according to Axios, this article from May 22nd, um, the COVID-19 funds were originally... Um, meant to take care of oversight of pandemic, oh, excuse me, health, mental health, and public safety services for Native American tribal communities, rural health care systems, and animal COVID-19 surveillance programs, FDA and HHS funding for work on vaccines and therapeutics on future coronavirus variants, provider relief fund for safety net and rural hospitals and nursing homes, medical supplies in the strategic national stockpile, CDC funding for global disease detection and infectious disease rapid response program. This goes along with what you have already said and Veterans Affairs Healthcare Services funding. So according to this article, it said as of January 31st of this year, 2023, 90.5 billion, that's with a B or 2%, of COVID-19 relief funds were unobligated. So that still is unspent. So that dovetails the 2021 report the GAO did and, uh, and you know, saying there's a certain amount of money. Now, when people hear 2%, it's like, oh, that might be, oh, 2%, oh, that's nothing. I'm sorry, but 90.5 billion <laughs> is, is a pretty good chunk of change, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We can feed a lot of people. You can feed a lot of people with that. <laughs> just, just I, 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 you know, I, I have to sit there and shake my head and say, $90.5 billion is just 2% a drop in the bucket. We should just, you know, let that go. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. Yeah, and, and, and Jay, it's really crazy because, you know, even... Um, the government has no way of recovering back the money that was spent, the money that was distributed. No, they didn't put that caveat in there. Even in the case of the fraud, because one, it takes too much time, too many lawmakers to try to get some of these scammers, some of, you know, to do federal investigations on money in which there were a distribution with no rule. Yes. I mean, it, just like you said, it was a field day for, mm-hmm. for all the scammers. Um, and so getting back to that 2021, two years ago, um, an article says nearly $100 billion at a minimum has been stolen from the COVID relief program set up to help businesses and people who lost their jobs due to the pandemic. The Secret Service did this research. So I'm just like, Secret Service? 
What the heck is the Secret Service doing researching the loss of COVID-19 funds? Since when does the Secret Service become the, um, the, the monitor and the watchdog of COVID-19 funds? Right. Where are we? What is going on? You know what it was? They went into a panic mode, and so they tasked out all these assignments to these groups that could actually do some sort of investigation. But when push comes to shove, it is no way possible that they can actually track down the amount of funds that were distributed. Because, you know, like SBA, you know, when you, if you were a business, you went to SBA, SBA would approve whatever money was supposed to cover your gaps as far as lost wages and expenses and so forth, you know, by ha having to shut down during those days. The majority of people did not need the money. And, and they could have easily shut down because they had no customers, right? And and, and it's crazy. And so how many stories have you heard? And now I'm assuming that they're true. I don't know if they are true. Uh -huh. But how many stories did you hear about mom and pop businesses that wanted and were due some kind of financial help to get them through the terrible times? They couldn't figure out the system because either the the system that they had to use to apply for it was so discombobulated or broken down or the instructions were so complicated they couldn't figure out they'd have to hire a lawyer just to figure out how to interpret what to do in order to get those funds and how many mom and pop small businesses went down the tubes because they couldn't figure out and you got these big corporations with these sophisticated resources who were able right. to look through and find all the loopholes to get all kinds of money they didn't even need in the first place. Right, they didn't need in the first place. Right. And that's that's that was the other part of, of the research. It was showing that, you know, because these larger organizations have the resources in order to access the funds, the people who really, really, really needed it were unable to even maneuver through the process of getting it. And it reminds me of a woman who I knew. She's my, uh, she owns a salon here uh, in my area. And she was like, Pam, I don't know how to even access the money. So I had to actually put her in touch with one of my contacts at SBA. And I said, call him, let him walk you through it. But she says, when I shut down, she said, I still have to pay the rent. Right. I still have to. She said, I can't just let my insurance go. I can't. And I don't own the building. Right. So she said, I, I can't. So what am I going to do during that time? I said, okay, don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> don't panic. I said, but you're right. If you don't, <clears throat> if you don't have a central point of contact, which I was able to get her or have the, the, the resources, financial, you know, attorneys, accountants and so forth to help you to access those funds, it was virtually impossible. Yeah, yeah. And it's... I think, I want to say, in a way, I think it was intentional, and I say that. I say, in a way, it, I think it was intentional because we've been in the tech industry for long enough to know how to make sure that people get their Social Security checks and people are able to get their unemployment checks and people to get their 
um, their assistance checks and, and you know, uh, medical assistance as well as all other systems that you, you need to get into for resources, but why couldn't they do it for this? Well, not only, not only that, but why could there not be built into the system some checks and balances features that could print out who got what, who they were, um, whether the money was spent, how was it spent, and be able to look at some kind of regular reports to figure out whether the system is, whether the United States is being totally fiscally irresponsible. Oh, and by the way, I think they are. That's just my opinion. Yeah, um, it, it, and, yeah and, because cause one of the questions on if you do your own taxes, like I do mine, um, if you do your taxes, one of the, the, the questions is, did you get COVID relief funds? Right. If you say no, who's checking? Well, yeah, I mean, so getting, and so <laughs> going, going down another rabbit hole, so one side of there's a select group of people were um, moaning and groaning about having to hire more IRS staff, more IRS people so that they could review tax returns because I think there's still a backlog, if there I'm is. not mistaken. So for, forget about, you know, someone checking, you know, whether someone is being truthful and checking that box. People haven't even gotten their refunds from two years ago because the IRS staff is either, and oh, by the way, they're probably also not capturing the people who have not paid any taxes at all because they haven't filed for the past 10 years. Right. Now, I don't know who those people are, and I don't know if that is a, you know, if that includes millionaires. I don't know right. very well-off people who have not paid any taxes. But or those, those people who have the wealth who overestimate their uh, assets. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Don't even get me. Oh, that's another <laughs> podcast, Pam. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's yeah. yeah, that whole thing. And and we both know who we're talking about here. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole thing with the, um, the COVID-19 funds, you know, I can appreciate the method to the madness of wanting to have, you know, that support out there. But boy, whose bright idea was it to do it that way? I mean, it was so not thought out. It was so not... You have to wonder who's who's at the helm of the government in in the you know the financial area. It's like who's who's whose idea was this? Were people drinking or smoking something when they came up with this? Because you and I and and the and a many 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 other people in the United States and probably worldwide, if if we're not bajillionaires, we're you know trying to make sure we know where our money is going we're budgeting we're making sure that you know our bills are paid and this and that and the other thing it's like why isn't why isn't the federal government of this nation doing the same doing thing the same thing i don't get it i don't I get don't it either. i don't either you know but follow trying to follow this money trail of trying to find out where all the money went it's, it's almost virtually impossible because Healthcare was number five on the, the from the highest, and I did it in, in in chronological order based on the amount of money that was spent. Mm -hmm. And they were number five, and they got uh, two hundred three hundred and fifty one million. 
the direct payments to individuals, you know, to citizens, because right. I mean, my dad, honestly, he didn't need that check. Yeah. You know, he, he really, but because he was on social security roles, he automatically got that check. Right. A lot of know? people automatically got it who probably did not need it. Didn't need it. And didn't what are they going to do? Oh, no. Here, no. I'm not going to take that check for $500 or whatever it was. I think it was, right. I think it was my dad got it. I think my dad got it, too, um, before like he 12, passed. It was $1,200. Yeah. And it's like, and well, I'm, who's, who's going to say no to that? It's like, right. it's, like exactly. it's like finding a bag of money in the gutter. That, that has no identification on it. It's like, well, who, who's going to turn that in? <laughs> I'm just right. saying. And here it is. At that, at that point, when you're not requesting the money and they automatically send you money, would you or would you not actually put it in the bank? Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting your, ta- your tax return check, right? A refund on your tax return. Yeah. It's like, okay, the government says I'm okay to have this. I'm going to take it. Right, right. right. And, and it's just, it was just so haphazardly done now of course like i said that that 1.1 trillion uh, that went out to individuals like i said that included everybody and anybody you know regardless of their financial situation regardless of their financial situation Mm -hmm. and it's just and when you're putting more money out in the hands of people and less money out in public services and health care the veterans got one of the lowest. Yeah, and back. how crazy is that? You'd think that they would be in the upper tier. And you yes. would think farmers would be in the upper tier. You would yes. think anybody, you know, I don't know who came, again, again. <laughs> was someone smoking or drinking when they right. came up with these bright ideas? <laughs> I, I don't know, and I don't know that things are going to change in our lifetime. But boy, oh boy, there is ridiculousness, at, at unbelievable ridiculousness going on in this country. Hopefully, hopefully, this is what I'm hoping, Jay. I'm hoping that this incident and the amount of money that was distributed out, I hope at this point they have understood this could never happen again. You know, not even if we go through, I don't care because the reason why I say that because the money was allocated disproportionately. Yeah. Not only that, but it was allocated haphazardly. Yeah. The first, and like you said, the first thing they should have been taken care of was the, the services itself, you know, the healthcare services. You know, people were in lines getting COVID shots, the vaccine itself. The hospitals were inundated with patients who were coming in who were dying of COVID, yes. right? Yeah. And 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 yet at the same time, these hospitals were overwhelmed and the doctors were stressed out and even they were getting COVID. So, you know, you're losing the opportunity to one help the people first before you start giving the money. Because nine times out of ten, you give somebody a twelve hundred dollar check. For some people, and I'm not going to say a lot, but a proportionate amount of people, that is more than they get in a month. Yes. More than they can make in a month working a job. So when it was time for people to start going back to work, 
and people were getting checks, these checks, it was like, why would I go back to work when I could sit home, do nothing, and collect more money than I could if I went out there and worked the eight-hour job? Yeah, well, there was no, there was no vetting. There was no, again, there was no rhyme or reason um, for the distribution of these checks. Just like you and I talked about our dads, you know, getting a check when my dad was doing just fine with what he had. Um, and he did not do anything special with the twelve hundred dollars uh, or whatever. I don't know if it was twelve hundred. He got twelve. It was twelve hundred because that was kind of like the standard for anybody okay. who was actually getting a social security check, any yeah. type of social security. But, but I mean, you got if you look at the, uh, the statistics for homeless veterans, for example. It's like, well, wait a minute. Wouldn't it be maybe a good idea to figure out? to take that money and figure out some plans for the homeless veterans who may not even be getting social security because they don't have an address. They have no means. I was thinking about this um, last night. I was thinking about all the homeless veterans out there. And I have to wonder, you and I are very uh, fortunate, right? That we can get on, you know, SSA.gov and, you know, have an account and this and that. But you've got people who are living on the street they don't. They don't have a computer. Some of the, you know, they they have nothing. They they're you know living, you know, in the most crazy conditions. Absolutely. I, I have to wonder if they even know that they have social a social security benefit. Right. They've got the minimum credits, or maybe they can get the disability payment. I'm, I'm, right. I know or I'm going down a rather get, rabbit hole here, but right. Or they can get uh, access to Tricare. Yes. All you know, the possibilities are endless, and so, uh, and I know this from going into uh, VA.gov for my dad for hearing loss he experienced when he was working in the Air Force, and I can tell you <laughs> that just to to go through that nonsense, it took me probably three months, and I feel like I'm pretty savvy on the computer with systems and government systems, and but I can tell you that was the biggest. I can't even tell you. And so, and so going, I know the word you want yes. to say. So, <laughs> so going back, so thinking about um, folks who are, are trying to get VA benefits for um, their uh, nursing home care or whatever, we had to hire, and I think I told you this offline, but we had to hire somebody to figure out the system to get dad into that so that he could get the... Uh, the stipend that the VA was was able to you know give him to contribute um, to his nursing home care, his assisted living care. Now, how many people do you? Th- how many veterans do you think are homeless that don't have any of that? And people are scratching their heads, saying, "Oh, you know, we're gonna, you know, what are we gonna do with the veterans?" And I'm just like, no one's doing the basic thing for veterans. Exactly, and I just I, it it just escapes me. It and just, it's funny you talk about veterans not having access to computers and cell phones and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think I believe don't quote me on this, but there is a city, and I believe it's California, that has now set up what they call call stations mm. for homeless people, nice. so that they can actually call someone to find out about their benefits or what their entitlements are or whatever 
Whether they're using them or not, I don't know. I think this story came out maybe a couple months ago, um, and I thought it was a brilliant idea, but here it is. If we have problems yes. trying to get through the system, yes. can you imagine the frustration someone who who's using a call station, hoping that they can talk to someone, and you get that recording that says, Please leave your number. We'll call you back. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you get a menu or, with five choices, and none of the choices make sense. And so you're like, well, right. none of those apply, so I guess I'm going to hang up. Yeah. Or, or people that are either um, mentally or physically disabled that really cannot navigate through any of that. Um, and whether they're a veteran or not, just anybody who's homeless, um, you know, without an advocate, you know, that people get all fired up about how many homeless there are, but it's like, well, what are you going to do? Just like kill them? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what is your solution? How about coming up with a solution that uh, enables them? Uh, so like Habitat for Humanity, a lot of times okay. you've heard about all the houses that are built for people so they can be independent um, and, and get a job and have an address. Because if you're homeless, you don't have an address. So you're filling out an application. What are you going to fill out for your address? Uh, the right. woods, that tent over there <laughs> right. next to the pole. Right. Highways off, ramp off a highway. Right. right, next to the sign, <laughs> right. close to the or, fire or hydrant. Under the bridge. Under the bridge. Yeah, I mean, right. exactly. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. People are heartless and uh, people are... I mean, there are a lot of not people who aren't heartless. I, I you know, I have to say there are a lot of people out there that are just They're frustrated. amazing. They're well, frustrated because of the fact that they wish they could do more. Yeah. They wish that, I mean, you know, you and I have been in that situation. We wish that we could have done more. We wish we could give more. But it takes a community. It takes a village. Yeah, it does. To save a few, Yeah. you know. And if, if we're ever going to, to kind of get through what's happening now within our world, it's going to take that village in order to save the lives that are, are here, that people feel like, which way do I go? You know, who do I talk to? Who do I see? You know, what resources are available to me? It, it's, it's, it's a hard job. Well, there know? needs to be a blueprint that that is successful in my opinion there needs to be a blueprint for success that's developed that can be used across the board um absolutely absolutely you know everybody's winging it or recreating the wheel or you know throwing up their hands in frustration you know depending on because all the states are different right uh-huh. all the governments yep. are different yep. all the opinions are different all the legislation is different <laughs> right there's no standardization we are, we are no longer the united states right we are we are a fractured state of basically people doing exactly what they want to do with what the resources that the government provides and they almost become defiant and saying well you gave us no guidelines you want us to give the money back but we have these special projects that will impact our communities our 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 economics and usually it's in somebody else's pocket it it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the community itself it's based on individual ones yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
It is it is another day, Jay, in the U.S. Um, listeners, thank you again for taking the time to listen to Jay and I talk about trying to find the, the path of where the money went. You know, we, we are, the name of this episode is Show Me the Money. But it's so hard to even find the money that it's impossible to show show you all where where it's all hidden. There's hiding places everywhere. Uh, what we can do is just be conscious of the things that we do in our life. And we are PBJ Connections. And we hope that this connection finds you well and we give you peace and love and farewell.